Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. This is episode 237 of the Sample Chapter Podcast, and today I'm so happy to be welcoming back friend of the show and teen sensation, Shanti Hershenson. Oh my gosh, this is such a great conversation. We had a lot of laughs, and it was great uh, visiting with her. She was last on the show about 40 episodes ago, episode 237. At that time, she was 14 years old. She had had eight books out. She just turned 15 and is putting up book 14 and 15 and 16 soon to come out. (laughs) It's amazing the kind of work that she's putting out. She writes so fast. She's doing five or six books a year. And uh, it's just incredible. And you get to hear all about that, as well as how old writing is inspiring side stories. Uh, that she's working on fixing plot holes in sequel or by expanding the universe, how she got interviewed on local TV for her first solo live book event, which was really incredible. That was so cool to hear about. Uh, We get a peek into her writing schedule throughout the year where she also discusses, in my opinion, how humble she is because she has a she, she took creative writing this past year in school. And rather than being one of those students who's like, I'm a best-selling author. I already know all this stuff. Instead, she was going along with, what more can I learn? What can I learn from this opportunity? And what can you learn from the other students in the class? Because in her own words, she said, quote, there's a lot of talented artists and writers in that creative writing group. So I was just astounded by that. She is so talented and so humble, and that's really, really great. And along the way, we're going to hear about possibly some of her future plans for after high school. All of this, as well as hearing about her latest book, The Bane of Angel Fall Academy, uh, is coming up in just a few minutes, so stay tuned. Uh, You're going to hear all of that. And then, of course, with our new format next week, you'll hear the sample chapter that she personally reads. So you want to stay tuned and make sure you're hitting that subscribe button so you don't miss out on that next week. Meanwhile, I want to make sure everybody's going to go and uh, click that link in the show notes for, of course, everything Shanti, uh, our podcast friends at Pop Goes the Culture Network, home to about 10 other fantastic shows, all of them uh, pop culture related, uh, whether you're looking at comic books, movies, celebrity gossip uh it's all there and it's all so much fun uh so click that link in the show notes for more and there's our affiliates at writer's block coffee they have three delicious flavors the signature writer's block coffee blend the deadline dark roast for when you're burning the candle at both ends that's sure to keep you up at night (laughs) and then my personal favorite the whiskey barrel aged coffee Uh, Choose one, choose them all, uh, order one time, or set it up on automatic shipping. Whatever you do, as long as you order something uh, using the link in our show notes or the coupon code sample chapter, then you you will save 10% and a little something comes back to the show to help us out with costs here. So click that link in the show notes to find out more. All right, everyone, 
Well, I'm not going to take up much of your time, so let's go ahead and get on over to our interview with the delightful teen sensation, Shanti Hirschs. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. Hey, this week I'm so excited. Uh, you know, it's really nice whenever I get to revisit with a previous author, and today is a very special one uh, because this is today's author is somebody who just really touched my heart and just made me smile. I'm so thrilled with her progress, and she just blows me away. I'm welcoming back to the show Shanti Hershenson. Shanti's first two novellas were published when she was in sixth grade, although her writing journey started long before then. Ever since she could hold a pencil, marker, or crayon, she was creating stories. They started from pictures, mere scribbles, and eventually turned into captivating tales. From California, well, please welcome to the show, Shanti Hershenson. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and right off the bat, we're having a good time and lots of laughing again. Oh my goodness. So uh, last time you were here, you had just turned 14 years old. You were putting out, uh, what was it, your uh, like 10th or 12th book or something like that? Was it, I think it was 8th. Your 8th, okay. I think, I might be wrong. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> oh. to keep track of it. Oh my God, yeah, I know. Well, you had my head spinning last time with how fast you were putting out the books and you, you were like a, a seasoned author for a year and a half there. And now you're adding another year and a half to that. You're 15. And uh, what what book is this that's about to get ready to come out? It's like your 13th? So um, my 14th book, Biome Blackout, releases <laughs> on June 23rd. And then in March, I published my 13th book. I, fi I feel like I have this now very consistent publishing schedule. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit, I didn't. By the time of our last interview, I believe I published my eighth book on December 1st. And then my ninth book on... December 15th but now I'm definitely a little more paced more so for marketing and but yeah it's still pretty consistent and I'm yeah. still publishing a lot so oh my gosh you're turning into a rock star thank you <laughs> so oh my gosh I mean it's last time you here then we were discussing uh, Zal Delane and you said you got to, all three of those books have come out and then you've even done some extra with that uh, tell us some more about that yeah so the Zyle Delane is probably one of my most popular series still. It's not like my most popular anymore. Um, that is one I hold pretty near and dear to my heart because that was the first project that I really marketed a ton for and I really tried to make one of my like key works. So now, even though the series is finished, I ended up writing a full-length um, prequel novel and that is called The Kingston Origin. I wrote that, I, I think it must have been like... January, February 2021, or 2022, sorry. I I have to admit, I don't know when that one's going to come out. There's a lot of editing <laughs> that needs to be done. And then recently, um, the beginning of this year, I wrote a crossover novel between The Nightmare of Zyle Delane and Biome Lock, which was like the first series I ever wrote. Again, I'm not sure when that book is coming out. I'd say expect it towards the end of the year. Um, but that's what I've been doing in terms of Zyle Delane. Otherwise, I've been expanding to a lot more series. I have the Never Dying series, which is now officially my most sold, my most popular um, like books, literally ever. <laughs> and then wow. I also have um, the Bane of Angel Fall Academy, which is the book I released in March. Mm -hmm. And I have a ton of new, really exciting upcoming releases. And I'm just, you know, I'm keeping going. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'd say you are. And and I've been following along with you a little bit. Uh, I heard you on um, a friend of the show, George Soroy, his show, Excelsior Journeys. And uh, I caught that episode. That was a blast hearing the two of you talk on there. And uh, yeah, just been, it's, it's like every time uh, I open up my email, Goodreads is letting me know, Shanti Hirschson has another book out. And, oh my <laughs> goodness. Look at her go. <laughs> so you've been just nonstop. I've been so proud to say like, I know her. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, so, so, uh, Zal Delane came, uh, well, it hasn't really come to an end. You said you've got more coming from that, uh, from, uh, like a sideways angle then what, uh, what inspired that? So I have to admit the only real thing like inspired the continuation of the series is just like, I have trouble letting go of those like books that I spent just a lot of time on, especially the older ones, I'd mm. say. And after three books, I was like, okay, I'm done. I want to move on to more, like, greater things. And then I kept thinking about it, and it kept selling more, and I was like, you know, I should do some stuff with this. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to ever do, like, an actual direct sequel. Mm-hmm. There is the open possibility for that. I left a couple things untied. Not necessarily big things, but I left the opportunity to explore the world more, except I'm not sure when I'm going to get around to that, if I'm going to get around to that. One of the main things is just the Zyla Delane series. It's very short. They're novellas around 100 pages long. And I don't write that length anymore. I tend to write longer full-length novels now. So to have like a sequel series with the full-length novels would be kind of strange considering the um, you know, the length of the first series. And I want to keep it consistent. However, that doesn't mean I can do like I can't do more supplemental stuff and that's what I've been doing so I wrote the prequel novel and then I have the crossover and really it's just expanding the world and kind of connecting different um series of mine so I was able to really connect in Zyla Delane and Biomolek series and doing so actually fixed like a little plot hole I wasn't aware of the plot hole when I started writing it um but there is like one thing in the Biomolek series that I realized was kind of may have been kind of confusing for readers and it's even confusing for myself because I wrote that series when I was 12 years old and I'm aware some of the stuff doesn't make sense because I was a kid and I was a very confusing kid. So then being able to make that connection really helped kind of like define some of the magic of the world and some of the little like unexplained things. Yeah. So really it's all about like making connections and expanding both universes while still kind of focusing on one. Oh my goodness. I, I love that. That's awesome to be able to come back in there and fix an old plot hole. I, I've been doing a little bit of that myself with, with my book. Uh, oh my gosh. It's it's funny. Cause I'm talking about that as if like I'd had anything happen. I think last time we talked, I had just released my fourth book um, and was working on my fifth and I'm still working on that book. It still has not come out in that time. And you've done like six in that time. <laughs> so, Oh my gosh. But it, but I understand what you're saying though. It's been fun to go through and fix a few things like, oh yeah, I didn't really mention this last time. Let me uh throw something on. Oh yeah, there's this old man who talks about this thing to, that there we go, plot hole fixed. And <clears throat> that's always uh good to have. Or you go back and you write a uh like a a, a prequel uh story, something like that to uh, oh, this is what happened before and fills those those holes as well any any uh plans for something like that perhaps i'd say like with style delay now i'm not sure how much room there is for mm-hmm. like i there definitely is it's like an expanded world but 
I'm not sure if I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to write another book in that series again or not. It's like, of course, like I really want to write a sequel. I'm just not sure if like I can. Um, but I'm definitely enjoying connecting some of my other books to Xyle because I feel like, you know, no matter how old it is, no matter how much I move on, that is kind of the center of everything in terms of like if I ever wanted to connect all of my books, that's how I would do it. Uh, most of my books aren't connected, except I do have like a couple of them, for, for example, like Xyle and Biomlock. And most of my books um, before Never Dying actually could, in theory, be connected, but they're not. So it's always interesting to see how I can kind of make those connections. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, it's like they're kind of, I can't say they're connected because then that opens up so many questions and <laughs> it make it kind of restricts things almost. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty cool, though. And and you mentioned uh, Never Dying. That was, uh, I think that's another one of your books that came out in the uh, the gap since we last spoke, uh, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Tell us about this. Never Dying ultimately was a big hit. Um, I started, I must have started writing that book in, I think it was, m not March. I started writing that book, I guess, in January of 2022. Yeah, so I started writing that book right after um, the Kingston Origin, and it was honestly a blast. I have I don't know if I've ever had that much fun writing a book as I did with Never Dying. I had so many notes, so many things I was really excited about, and ultimately, Never Dying. I guess I don't know how it's really it's a really complicated plot to explain, but essentially, it takes place in a future where um, some members of society are immortal, and these immortals are hunted by the government. And one of the characters, actually both of the main characters are immortal, except one of them is one of the, like, government operators who's supposed to be hunting the immortals, and, like, no one can know his secret. It's complicated, <laughs> but the just everything about it really um, resonated with a lot of people. For some reason, a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, this is a really cool plot, and that caused it to really blow up on TikTok, and... I think it's one of the things that really kind of increased my platform on TikTok was this book. And whenever I posted about it, the videos would do really well. And then I released the book in June of last year. And it was the book that I got to do my first solo book signing for. And it's really changed my career. It's been a lot of fun. And I really think it's one of the best books I've ever written. I'm actually currently writing the third book in the series. <laughs> Finally, the second one was published in November. And I'm, like, finally getting around to this third book. After that, I'm not sure if there's room for any more books in the series. But I feel like there always is. So I probably will end up writing more because I'm so attached to this, like, world and these characters. Yeah. Well, and you and you just touched on uh, another subject I was interested in. You got to go and do your first uh, book signing. Yeah. How, how did that go for you? It went really well. I I was so nervous beforehand. It really felt like a dream come true. I got to see, you know, like my books everywhere. I had people literally coming to meet me. It was so cool. Um, I was even, I got to be featured on my local news station. And that was also another thing I've really wanted to do. I always wanted to be interviewed on TV, except that's a really, I feel like that's, it's fairly hard to get a TV interview, especially um, because I live in a major city. So the demand for like, like interviews is really high and there's always like they're always busy but then I finally was able to get an interview and I literally watched myself on tv like we turned <laughs> I don't usually watch live tv but we like turned it on and we got to see it live and I have a video of my reaction somewhere it was so cool oh my gosh that's awesome so uh, what what was the event and and how did you prepare for it 
So the event was a book signing at Mysterious Galaxy Bookstore. It was a solo event. I I believe it's like we were I, we were like discussing it for a really long time, and finally we had booked it. It was June twenty fifth, and I originally it wasn't supposed to be for Never Die, and I was like, you know, hey, I have this new book coming out because a couple days later we should do this. Except I ended up putting myself on a really really difficult deadline for it <laughs> because I needed the book done by the 25th and typically that's not so hard except I was already kind of running behind because I had to send it to our creators and stuff so we had to like hurry super quickly to get all the edits done and order the books in time and at first I wasn't sure if I was gonna do it but then it was actually like okay I I don't know if I've ever marketed something more than that book signing. <laughs> Perhaps there's one book I'm marketing now that I've really like done so much for and I'm still doing a lot for and I have a lot planned. Mm-hmm. But really with like Never Dying and that book signing, I was spending days just like putting up flyers and um, like making calls and doing advertisements. I sent so many emails to different news outlets. I think I sent like 40 <laughs> emails or something and I – it was really funny because I ended up sending like an email to the wrong like city. Like oh. I thought it was like a um newspaper for yeah, my city, local. but it turns out it was another <laughs> city with the same name in a completely different state. And I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're not alone. I'm sure there's other people who have done something like that. I think actually, I think for one of my podcast episodes, I think I tagged the wrong city one time. Oh no! on something because they were writing about their local you know like an urban legend kind of thing for the town and i think i tagged the wrong town on twitter and uh you know it was funny though because they still retweeted it they were like oh that's not us but this is cool and i was like all right yeah check out the book (laughs) (laughs) so happy little accident okay yeah that was on purpose spreading the word so (laughs) oh my gosh so you're doing all these things. You've got so many books coming out, and yet you're still a student, uh, which was like part of the fun of us trying to connect with this is, is we're w- waiting for uh, your school to get done. Tell us about your your, your typical day, like, uh, l- like during the school year, and then we'll go into summertime. So during the school year, it's been it's a little different now. I feel like I have a new writing schedule every single year. For example, I know last year I was in my school's creative writing elective. Therefore, I was um, and we could just write whatever we want. So I was writing a bit at school and then then writing the rest at home. Except now I'm in high school and I am in my creative writing class, but it's a lot more like we have a lot more projects. And we're actually learning things. So um. This year, what I was doing is I would write during homeroom. I would try to get down around 500 words because we have around 20 minutes of homeroom, Mm. which is usually doable. Sometimes I would get done a lot more, sometimes a lot less. And then I tend to try to write whenever I can during the school day. For example, if it's like after a test and we have free time, I'll try to write. Or if we're not doing anything and we're just allowed to work on like, if usually they're like, you can work on other classwork and I tend to get by writing, even though it's not technically (laughs) classwork. Right. Otherwise, then I usually get home and I have a snack and then I finish my writing. Right now, I have a habit of writing outside of the house because I think sometimes writing in public settings can be easier to write and can be a lot more fun. Mm. So I like writing in like Starbucks and other coffee shops and sometimes at like certain restaurants. And then usually that's what gets me through with my goal. I tend to write a thousand words every day on the school day and then a lot more over the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it's like a thousand words can sometimes only take me like 20 minutes. No, <laughs> Other times yes. it can take me like an hour or two if I really have to think through what I'm writing and make sure everything makes sense and really plot mm -hmm. out like some really intricate scene. So it really depends. Yeah. But all in all, like I'm doing the same amount every single day and I'm getting it done, whether it's in one writing session or three. Wow. That's very impressive. Thank now, you. Now, are you doing this in a journal or are you taking your laptop or do you have like another device? Yeah, I always write on my laptop. I can't handwrite anything, even if I tried. <laughs> There's one book that I handwrote the first chapter for, and it's just because like I didn't have my computer with me, and I just had this idea. So typically, I write on my laptop. I like going places where there's internet. But if I have no internet, like when I was on an airplane and I needed mm. to write, I like pulled up my notes app on my computer and just started typing. I don't recommend doing that. It's like... <laughs> There's not a lot of options for like formatting and it's very much yeah. hard to like paste over. Exactly. Yes. I, I've got a lot of story notes in my notes app on my phone and uh, oh, yeah, my, my family actually got, I've, so I have a tablet with a Bluetooth uh, keyboard and when I can, I'll write with that. I take that with me most places. I take it to work. So if I can do a lunch break, I can do some writing or whatever, but it doesn't always, it's not always conducive to getting anything done, but uh, so last year, my family got me, uh, it's a foldable um, keyboard and it just fits in my pocket. And I've been, I've been so surprised how often I will use that. I'll take it with me. I take it with me shopping with my wife because she will like to go and try out different clothes or, or something. And I'll go sit down somewhere and I'm, I'm sitting down, I'm putting in a few words and <laughs> waking, wasting time and everybody's looking at me like Wait, you're on your phone and you're typing something what are you are you writing like, yeah i'm writing a book right now wow that's really neat and of course then there goes my writing time because everybody wants to talk about it it's like, oh, no. like oh goodness but it's it's been uh really whenever i can can do it it's actually been pretty productive getting to do that uh, but of course it's on your phone and it doesn't scroll like your uh, laptop does or anything i got every once in a while i gotta reach up and scroll down and do a couple of tabs and then, okay, then I got some space to write some more, but yeah. That's, actually, that's super cool though. It really is. It really is. I, I really enjoy it. And I just got to remember to take it home and, and uh, plug it in once in a while to charge up. Cause otherwise it'll die on me. And then I'm back to my thumbs. Oh no. <laughs> so you, uh, so you're in a creative writing course in high school. <laughs> it, it makes me wonder. How is that going for you as, as, I mean, let's say it, you're, you're a successful indie author. How's that going for you in creative writing? Like, do a lot of people have questions for you? Does the teacher have yeah. questions for you? I feel like it's, it's a really, it was a really fun class. Um, there's, I feel like there's always something to learn with writing. So even if it's like, you know, we're going over like dialogue structure or something that I already know, I can get more practice with it mm -hmm. and I can really improve my writing skills regardless. So I think that's really the fun of it is it's like, you know, sometimes we're going over topics and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this. But then I can like get more practice with it. And there's like I feel like some, very often I'm surprised. and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could actually use some work with this. And then I'm finding new ways to learn, even if I may like already know it or I may already have like really, really mastered it. I'm also like, there are a lot of like really, really talented writers in that class. Um, my school feels like more of like an arts-based school. So there's a lot, I feel like more people who are like really, really good writers and really good artists. And like, I, I can even learn some things from them. That's, I, I'm so impressed by that. That's fantastic that you have such an open mind and you're just 
willing to learn more instead of like, ah, I've got some bestsellers. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. But no, that's, I mean, that just goes to show your matureness of that you're willing to like, oh, I could learn something else and, and going along with that. That's fantastic. And keep that. That's, I mean, all through life. I mean, I'm going to be 52 this year and I still, I love learning new things. And that's been the, the best part of being an author is getting to learn new things so I can write about it. Yeah. Do you have uh, big plans? I mean, you got a few more years. You said this is your first year of school, freshman year. So yeah. a couple more years before graduating, but do you have like big plans? I mean, gosh, let me see. So you're up to 14 books in two years. <laughs> so three more years to that, you're looking at around 50 yeah. uh, that you'll no. be at, uh, at this pace anyway. Um, I mean, do you, do you see college in your future or? Uh, I do. Or, yeah. Yeah. You have a, you have a something in mind or do you think it's going to all lean towards the uh the books so college is like really interesting for me because a lot of colleges like don't offer like a creative writing major so I'm not sure if I would actually go to college for creative writing I'm really interested in screenwriting I'm actually going to New York in a couple weeks to do a screenwriting program so that's something I'm really interested in I think along with being a like a novelist it would be really cool to be a screenwriter because then of course like I could adapt my own novels into screenplays and perhaps get them produced. Mm-hmm. So I think the film industry is something that's really interesting to me. I also grew up in Los Angeles. So I was around like a lot of people that worked in on like movies and stuff. And I always thought that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I also, um, I don't know, I just really, love, so besides, you know, like reading books, I really love watching movies. I'm of, of course, like a huge Star Wars fan. And I remember it being little and I was like, I want to direct the next Star Wars movie. So I also think maybe <laughs> I could be like a director or I could be a producer. Or I could genuinely, like, just be a film writer. Yeah. But I guess, again, in terms of college, like, I'm not sure really what I want to do with that. I know I want to be a writer, but I also, like, know that perhaps, like, a creative writing major, if I even end up at a college that has one, like, I'm not sure what I would do with it. And I feel like I could do a lot more with, like, screenwriting. Okay. I have no doubt. I'm going to, we're going to see your name up on the screen one of these days. Shanti Hershenson. Writer, director, producer, film made by. So <laughs> that's, thank you. That's gonna be pretty cool. Well, so we're we're here today talking about your latest book, The Bane of Angel Fall Academy. Tell us, uh, tell us about this this wonderful new book. Oh yeah, so The Bane of Angel Fall Academy is first off, it's one of the hardest books I've ever had to write. I don't know what it is because I also think it's like one of, if not the best book I've ever written. And there's there's so much about it. It's a very um, complicated book. There's a lot of plot lines going on. I guess to explain the plot, I'd say it is about this girl. Her name's Devin. She's 12 years old. And both of her parents are extremely famous writers. And it takes place a couple years in the future. So there's this boarding school. And the boarding school is for the most promising young writers in the country. And Devin does not think that's at all her she does really love to write but she feels so much pressure on her that she doesn't think she can do it except her parents helped fund the school so naturally she gets in and that's where they want her to go (laughs) and the school is called angel fall academy it's this very futuristic school with all of this technology to help the writers and along with that a very prestigious body of students that she has to navigate through and as she's trying to survive Um, something very interesting turns her life upside down, and that's that her characters start coming to life. 
and they're begging her to finish the story. But of course, along with the main characters comes the villain. And what she realizes is not only is she going to have to survive at this crazy school and figure out everything, she may also have to save the world. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm blown away with your story ideas and how diverse they are from story to story and <laughs> it's just they're they're so full and uh it's just wild. That's Thank an you. awesome storyline. So, uh, what what's been your favorite part of uh, of writing this new series? Hmm. I'd say watching everything come together with this book has been especially amazing. It it is. I there is no book that's made me want to give up more, and the reason is, you know, there's <laughs> so much to it. There's so many different pieces of this puzzle. There's like this technology and how it may affect the students in terms of like almost taking away their imagination. There's literally the villain who's like about to destroy the entire universe, and then there's like this kind of social relationships between the students and the main characters' friendships. And then there's this whole writing contest she has to win. And then there's the pressures of her parents. So there's all of these different, almost like plot lines that are coming together. And by the end of the book, I have to tie up every single one. So it has been quite the challenge to write this book. I have to say, the moment I was done with it, I was like, I'm never touching this book again. If there's any book I'm going to scrap, it's going to be this one. And that's what I thought I was going to do. Like, I moved on to other projects. I usually take a break between editing. But with this one, I was like, I don't even want to touch it. Um, a couple things ended up changing that. One of them was that I had a, one of my old friends reach out to me and we were talking and I actually ended up sending him a chapter of this book. And he was like, oh my gosh, this is really good. I love this. The other thing was I ended up ordering a printed copy of the book just to have it mm -hmm. in case I never did anything with it. And I started reading it and I was like marking it up as I went. And I was like, you know, I think this is a book that my readers really need to read. And then once editing finally began, I couldn't exactly figure out what I was upset about and because every single little thing that I was like worried about, all those scenes ended up being fixed without much of a problem. Yeah. And it was a really smooth editing process. <laughs> so then I kind of just laughed at myself and I was like, oh, you know, this is funny. You were freaking out over nothing. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Well, I mean, you know, and they say that it's a, it's a good idea to step away. And take some time yeah. before you go back into it, because there's there's been plenty of people, and myself included, that uh, where you step away because you're you're it's the you're so you're too close to it. You everything you see is flaws. Everything is just oh, this is disgusting. I don't want to be anywhere near this. I don't want to look at it again. But then you take some time and get away, and it was nice that you had something to fall back on uh, and go do something else. And then you come back to it, and it's like uh, it's, okay, it's not too bad, and. That's great then that it turned out to be such a rewarding experience. Yeah. Because like, I actually, I think like stepping away is like one of the most important things I do. Cause with each book, I always don't edit it immediately. Immediately. I try to write another first draft, like in between. And that's just been so helpful because it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're completely right. Like now that I'm like more away from it, I can actually see, you know, Hey, maybe I'm not viewing this with the right mindset. Yeah. 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 And I, I agree. And that's, that's helped me a little bit. Uh, although I, I tend to take things down to the wire and uh, try and push it. But uh, it, it's also helpful, though, whenever I get some other eyes on it and they're going, like, hey, what about this? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I I didn't even see that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's pretty cool then. So and that book just came out uh, last month or this month? Uh, March June. 25th. So a couple months ago. Oh, March 25th. OK. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And now this is an, and it's another series. 
Yes and no. I do think this book, again, has room for a sequel, but I'm not sure when I'll get to one, so I'm just kind of saying it's standalone. Okay. Um, but definitely it could be a series. Okay. What are you working on next? So I'm working on a couple <laughs> things right now. Um, first, I'm working on, of course, the third book in the Never Dying se- series. And then I'm also working on finishing the last edits for and um, beginning to market a new book of mine. It's technically, and it falls short for being a novel, but it is pretty in-depth. It's, um, I actually just released the title. It's called Helipads in Heaven. And it is... I don't know how to explain it. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a newer novel for me because while it is definitely science fiction, it has like time travel and these slightly like futuristic gadgets in it. It's very much a contemporary novel. I It's about, it's hard to give, I don't want to spoil too much, but essentially it's about this really famous author. Um, Cause I like, I guess I do really like writing about writers and authors. <laughs> um, and she is enlisted as the experiment, like the experimental kind of test subject for this time travel endeavor and she has to go 20 years in the past and just based on where she lives and where the laboratory is she is 20 years back in her you know hometown and that includes um you know her younger self is going to be there and she's just like okay well i can observe my younger self for the sake of writing a new like novel Mm -hmm. about kind of everything that's gotten me to this point except the one rule is she can't interact and the other reason why she wants to go back is because there's a lot she doesn't remember about her childhood but as she's watching her fourth grade self go through a lot of kind of upsetting stuff and watch her be disappointed by her peers and her teachers and literally like almost give up on writing entirely it becomes a lot harder for her as her adult self to stand like back and be silent but of course if she speaks she may literally mess up like literally time space and everything so (laughs) it's very complicated it's very fun um in many ways it's very personal to me because it's not it's of course not based on a true story because um i am not a household name and i have never time traveled but some of the little things with like the younger self and where she what she's going through are so slightly reminiscent of my fourth grade experience mm-hmm. as well as the fact that it literally takes place where I, I grew up and there are like real locations that are mentioned that i've been to and so it's really like it takes place in this surrounding area that i know very well but mm-hmm. it is fiction. I swear it's fiction. <laughs> Any, anyone that reads that book that may find themselves in that book, I'm sorry. It's fiction. It's not about you. Um, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, it's right yeah. there at the beginning of it. This is a work of fiction. Anybody who maybe, uh, as the line goes on, you know, is entirely uh, consequential. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's great. That that sounds exciting. Then I'm I'm about to. I'm, there's just so much to check out and uh, so much to uh, to look into. You have so many great ideas and uh, wonderful stories. That uh, oh my gosh, where where can people find and follow you to uh, to learn more? So first off, all my books are available on Amazon and like everywhere you buy books online. So if you just look me up, you should be able to find it. And you can also find my books in some of your local stores. I'm not sure of the exact store, so just go and check and see, and you might find them. Um, in terms of like where to follow me, you can first find me on my website, which is shantihershenson.com. That's S-H-A-N-T-I-H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N.com. For the last like year or so, I've been trying to rework the website, so it, like my interview page may be a little outdated. 
but if you just look me up, you can find, like, all my interviews and stuff. Um, my Instagram is just Shanti Hershenson, and then my TikTok, where I post a variety of writing tips and things about my books, just my story and me in general, is at Shanti Who Writes. Perfect. All right. And uh, of course, everybody, we're going to have links to all that in the show notes. Well, everyone, uh, make sure don't go away. We are going to be back next week again with Shanti Hersherson, and she'll be uh, reading a little sample from her most recent release, The Bane of Angel Fall Academy. So until next week, everyone, take care. Mm-hmm.